What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This has been the most tense podcast I have ever done. Kevin Sherrington. You were working on typewriters this time. Get ready for the most listened-to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about colleges. You know, we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined in the studio today by David Moore and Evan Grant. And we're going to talk a little bit about the old CFP, the college football playoff. It's all been determined. It's all in the books. Oklahoma has made it in. We'll play Alabama in the semifinals in Miami. And then here in Dallas, we'll have Clemson and Notre Dame. Uh, there was some talk before the game. We had talked to some people, and they indicated that Alabama would have had no problem playing Oklahoma here in the semifinals, but I guess we found out different. Uh, I think that, that shows a little bit of concern on Nick Saban's part about playing Kyler Murray. I think Nick Saban is smart enough to say, let's, you know, not tempt fate in any yeah. way, shape, or form. And despite the fact that Alabama has played very well in old AT&T stadiums. Yes, they are, like undefeated, and again, I, believe. I, I believe Alabama has played very well. <laughs> Everywhere. <in> every stadium. <laughs> uh, no reason to invite a home Oklahoma crowd into uh, into the arena. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that makes uh, sense. And then... You get uh, so we get Clemson and Notre Dame here in uh, in good old Arlington, December the 29th. December the 29th mm-hmm. at three p.m. The afternoon game, right? That's yeah. the afternoon game. Alabama's prime time. Yeah, yeah, as it should be. Yes, they should. Uh, so, Kevin, did the committee get it right? Uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, as I wrote during the game, I, when when Georgia, oh Georgia, Evan, 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 when Georgia was up by two. Touchdowns. Looking to go up by 17 points. Oh, my gosh. Field goal. Yeah. When, when at that point, I am writing my column from, uh, from Jerry World, and, uh, and I'm obviously going to have to take consideration how these other games go. And what I'd, I'd written, it was about three-quarters of the way through the column about how the Big 12 was screwed once again because uh, if, if Georgia had beaten Alabama, there's no way that the committee would have left Alabama out. And so you would have had two SEC teams in the final once again, or in the uh, in the uh, semifinals once again, and uh, and then we would have had Notre Dame and Clemson, obviously, and you, then you would have had three fifths of the Power Five out of the playoffs, which everybody thinks. Well, then, and Tim Brando, who you mentioned, our, our good pal, has long maintained that it, if you have that kind of scenario, then you will see uh, a, a, a the kind of fallout that will result in a 16 playoff and 18 playoff, despite the fact that I think the contracts run for another 4,000 years as it is. Uh, and run for at least 2025 or something? Yeah, that's or correct. I think that's correct. And, and so, you, but you can, you can still get out of that uh, if, you, if you really wanted to. Uh, whether it would have happened or not, I don't know. We, we haven't really seen that. I, I think that we, we never talk about this, and I just want to mention it briefly, but the, the, the big problem with the expanded playoffs is that how are you going to get all the fans to these places? And, and I think it, it, the only way to do that, to me, is if you have the first round as a home site. 
uh, which I wouldn't have any problem with that. If the top seeds were actually playing at their schools, then uh, then that then you're at least making giving that team that has the best chance of getting to the finals. Their fans would only have to travel twice. Well, at that point. wasn't it you who said to me, "What if you just what if you went to eight teams and did away with the conference championship?" Yeah, I've always I'm I'm a big believer in just getting rid of the conference championship. Now game. I would. I'd be fully on if you wanted to do away with the conference championships in uh, in order to get an eight team playoff. Yeah, not a six team. I'd want to go straight eight teams. Yeah, you take the five champions from the Power Five conferences. Yeah, um, you four. I, I, and again, I'm all about forcing Notre Dame join a conference. I'm, I'm tired <laughs> of this. Okay, um, you take the five the five power conference winners. You take three at larges and give real consideration to a. To an undefeated type UCF team, even yeah. if they haven't played a, a the same schedule, um, I think that I'd, I I would be I'd be very much on board with that. But let me just say this as noted Georgia Homer, yeah, committee got it right. Yeah, yeah, you you can't you can't to me you cannot give it to Georgia, a team that didn't win its conference, a team with two losses against two a team losses, that, yeah. that that won its conference, beat the team that beat it and beat it only by three points. Uh, and and you can make fun of the Big Twelve all you want to, uh, but Oklahoma has shown. I mean, I had not realized this. Oklahoma has won thirty four of its last thirty six Big Twelve games. All right, let me first of all, that's pretty good. George's case last year, um, to be the second to be the second SEC team essentially, even though they were SEC champions, was built on this fact that they they were a one loss team, that they uh, won their conference championship, and that they beat the team that beat it. Okay, right. that's the same thing Oklahoma did. Georgia had a bigger non conference win against a Notre team Notre Dame team that that was better uh, than UCLA, but UCLA is still a a considered a big name from a power five conference. So Oklahoma's got a case on that alone for me. Yeah. The second part of it is I, I've heard from I've heard from lots of people, hey, Georgia's one of the four best teams. No, here's the deal. They were one of the four best teams going into last week. Yeah. They played an elimination game. They got their chance at number one. They were eliminated. Well that they, not only that they blew that game. They they listen you're not going to get me to to defend this on any level. Uh, I think they I think they played a really good game. I think Kirby Smart blew that game with a horrendous decision, and he is caught up in these fake kicks. And they have three times basically backfired yeah. against this team this year. I think that was a situation where he tried to outsmart himself and tried to trick Nick Saban, and it doesn't work. If you're going to beat Nick Saban, have a good game plan, which they had, and go execute. Well, it'd be one thing if you were at, you're pretty you're pretty close to being Alabama's level. Correct. You don't need to be yeah. pulling out that Correct. kind of stuff. And as well as Jalen Hurts played, I'm still taking the guy who's just come off the sidelines for the first time in God knows how sure. long, and making him go 90 or 80 yards, whatever right. it is, to to try and beat me. Right. Um. And and, and so. Oklahoma has the case. Oklahoma deserves to be and, – and so you get into this argument like deserves versus four best. Well, for me, the, there's no quantifiable four, four – who's the fourth best or who deserves it more. But the fact for me is Georgia essentially played an elimination game yeah. and eliminated itself. Oklahoma now steps into that role of fourth best and gets a chance. Do they have a defense to play with Alabama? I don't know. I oh, don't think no, so. No, 
but I think that out that Oklahoma's got the closest thing to a game changing player in college football. Uh, they've certainly got an offense to play with anybody, and uh, they have earned that spot as the fourth best team. Now, I will say the one thing that that uh, bothers me for Oklahoma in this game. And, and I even told uh, Bob Bowlesby this after the game down on the field. I said, you know, listen, uh, I've been extremely critical of the Big 12 championship game all along. I said, but now I, I do believe that this game actually did help Oklahoma because they, they did, you know, the, the, the corner blitz, you know, allow them to get the safety, a big play at a, at a big time. Uh, they they did uh, score off of a couple of uh, defensive turnovers. Defensive play, yeah. And, and then, so they, they did make enough plays on defense to give them a, a chance and show that. But they uh, I'd like to know, and I still don't know, how what the, the health situation is for Marquise Brown, uh, the, the great wide receiver for uh, Oklahoma. And, I, and he, he left that game. Uh, he'd had some ankle problems. If he is out, that is a huge loss for them because now he's almost uncoverable. Uh, he, he is so quick and so fast, uh, and they, they put him in a lot of situations where they, they really count on him. Now, CeeDee Lamb is also very fast and also very good. He's a notch, in my mind, behind Marquise Brown. And, and so it, it, they, they are going to need those weapons against Alabama. Now, I, I think Alabama's going to have a real – because here's the thing for Alabama. As great as their defense is, they haven't played a guy like Kyler Murray. They haven't played a, they haven't played a team with these kind of – You've got to make, make Kyler – well, two things. You've got to make Kyler Murray a real weapon here. And I'm yeah. not just talking throwing the ball. You have got to beat Alabama. You cannot be a one-dimensional team. You have got to have – more weapons than just throwing the ball. So you're wanting him to run like you want Dak to run. He's going to have to run some more. You've got to, you've got to do something to try and keep that defensive line from just pouring. I mean, their line is their lines on both sides of the ball yeah. are just so impressive. They are, and and here's the thing that uh, Texas did in this game that 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 some teams have tried to do against Oklahoma. They tried to rush three, drop eight. Uh, you know, Alabama can probably do that because they have the, the skill set really up rushed. front yeah. to allow them to do that. It, it didn't work at all with Texas. Tech, and, and, and after the game, Tom Herman admitted this was a mistake. We should not have done that. We gave, we gave him too much time to stand back there. And, and, and he, because here's the thing I tell you, the thing about Kyler Murray that has surprised me this year uh, is that who saw this coming? I mean, I thought he had a chance to be pretty decent. You know, I, I, I wasn't confident that seeing the, the little bit we saw of him at, at, at Texas A&M, that he was going to be able to come here to Oklahoma, you know, three years later and be this kind of player. Um, you know, he's not the same kind of quarterback that Baker Mayfield is. Baker would go through his progressions. You could, you could see that on the field all the time, even in college. Um, but I have to say, in his own way, Cotter's more effective. Than, than Baker is uh, because he is obviously a better runner. He's as you, – you, you've got people like Dana Holgerson saying, I don't know that I've ever seen a player as as quick and fast as he is. You know, it's like – He know, doesn't have the edge, but he still gets it. Oh, I mean, I, 
The, he, the, the angles is like there's no way he can get to the edge, and then he's at the edge. He's like it's, it's like Barry Switzer would say. This is like like one of his old option quarterbacks. This is like Jamel Holloway. You know when you when he's going to the corner. One time he was he was heading out to the corner, and, and a Texas guy started with, "Oh, he's not going to get him. There's no way." He, now you can you can contain him if you get outside and you've got some leverage out there. Then you can contain him. But if it's him and another guy going to the corner, that's over. Right. So. Uh, but the other thing is that he just throws the ball so well. You know, it's an odd look. You know, it, it looks odd coming out of his hand. But, I mean, he made some throws in that game or in unbelievably tight windows. Uh, and, and so w- when he, if he can make throws like that, if he can, as you said, get out and run a little bit, uh, if those receivers can get, you know, and I think they can. I think they can get open. I think that Oklahoma is going to score points. Uh, I think Oklahoma is going to score – I bet they. I'm going to say they score 30. That's going to be my 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 over under. Is at 30 points. The problem is going to be, Lord, can they stop anybody? If if Tua Tagovailoa is 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 he's uh, healthy, boy, he's going to carve up that defense. Um, can, can I go back to something you brought up earlier? As someone who has been critical of the conference championship game, would we be having this? Oak- discussion about Oklahoma playing Alabama right now if there wasn't a conference championship game this year well that was my point yeah that's what I said this is the one time that I mean, they, this is this was yeah. the one time that they they actually it actually worked because I don't think it would have I don't think they would have gotten the well it would have been difficult because you know what we heard was that the that this was the most intense no, argument because going into had. the conference championships you had Georgia at number four but yeah, they so. lost and they you you would think that the number okay the number four team lost the number five team won no but what I'm saying is if you don't have a conference championship now yeah. all of a sudden you've got Georgia at oh, Ohio and you're State. taking the rankings at that yeah. point true it, and Ohio State was would have been probably a yeah they, they say that northwestern game there they're you know it, it, it was a typical Ohio State ending. All season long, I think. Now we talked about the Cowboys underachieving before. That is an underachieving team. Ohio State, year in and year out, is the biggest set of underachievers in football. They have unbelievable talent. They lose games they shouldn't lose, and then they and they mess around, and then they just wipe some people out. Let me just let me just say this. Um, I'll go a little bit further in ripping uh, Ohio State okay. and the Big Ten. It's a second-rate conference at this point in time. Wow, uh, second-rate. In a lot of ways, every conference is kind of second-rate compared to the SEC, SEC at this point. Yeah. But the Big the Big Ten has such an arrogant and elitist attitude, and it is basically a, two conf- a two-team conference, even with the additions of Penn State and Nebraska, historically great programs that are nothing more than mediocre at this point, if you ask me. Well, uh, Penn State's better than Nebraska. They, oh, far, at, at yeah. this point, far better. But they're still not – they haven't competed for national championships since no. they've moved into that conference. Neither mm-hmm. one has. Uh, it, it is a – they have no argument that they should be in the in the playoff, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, again, you no. go back to this. Oklahoma played every team in its conference. It beat every team in its conference. It beat the one team that beat it, and Oklahoma played a stronger non-conference schedule with that UCLA appearance than Ohio State did. Yeah. End of story for me there. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that. So that, to your point, yeah. They, they they did help themselves this year, and it did help that they had the the, the conference championship. Game. And so that's what that was my concession, even to the commissioner when I told him that. So uh, I I think though that even even that, or let let's say they hadn't played that game, and they were just sitting there, uh, and would the committee have? I I think they're you know as as I was saying. The, apparently there was a really intense 
conversation, maybe more so than ever, you know, although I I find it hard to believe that it was any more intense than the first year when they they booted TCU TCU after a 52-point win and they dropped from three to to six six. or whatever it was. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So so anyway, I I do think – I think there's a feeling, though, on the committee that, look – Oklahoma is really good. You know, they're 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 good every year, and that's and really that's what the coaches on the committee are looking for. They're looking for the team. They're looking for brand names. They they yeah. they, they don't want uh, the TCU's and the Baylor's of the world. That they they want brand names. We want teams that are producing NFL talent. That's sure. what the coaches look. You look. Know, that's what coaches do. Hey, well, and, how and does you, how does your offensive line and your defensive line match up? And forget all about this other stuff. You know, Oklahoma has a pretty good pedigree in the playoff situation. Sure. Okay? Uh, mm-hmm. And and, and should have won last year. Last year, let's let's go back to the fact that that they had a great game against Georgia. They lost yep. that in overtime. Made a mistake at the end of the half. Yes, they and and they controlled that game for the first half. Uh, but they certainly didn't. You know, Georgia. You can make the state the comment that Georgia should have beaten Alabama last year in in the in the championship game. Oklahoma had Georgia beaten for a long time in that game, and it was a great semifinal game. There has been nothing that Oklahoma has done wrong no. to not deserve to go, and, and so uh, plus, I, I, plus you're bringing the you're bringing the Heisman, the new Heisman Trophy right. favorite. Uh, so. Is he the, all right? So that was the next question. Is he the Heisman Trophy favorite? Yeah, I think so. You I think, think that I think that game made all that. Look, that could you have think Tua lost that much ground? Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you can't. I think it was close. I think that, that, that I don't pe- think it was terribly close. Well, I think it is. I think that people were looking. I think people love to. The things that worked against him was that he doesn't play. Never the plays in the quarter. fourth. Never plays in the fourth <laughs> quarter of any of these games. He's he's hurt. He's young. You know, uh, and I know that shouldn't be a factor, but it right. is. It, when the voters are sitting around there and they're going, you know, who do we give it to? Uh, well, this guy's a junior or a senior. And, you know, everybody knows this is Kyler's last year, college football. Right. Um, and then, and then you go. So you're waiting for something to happen here. If it's it's close, it's the last game. This is the last game I'm going to get to see before I get to vote on Monday. You know, this is what I'm looking for. This guy played terrific, and he was terrific. And 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 Tua got hurt, and uh, and Jalen had to come in and win the game. Well, and you're going to sit there too and say, okay, how many games would Alabama win without Tua? Right. How many games would Oklahoma have won without Kyler Murray? Well, that's absolutely. And is it? I mean, is it? Well, that's the old. That's the old thing about it. you know. It's the the Heisman says it's the. But it says yeah. it's the outstanding player, outstanding, not yeah. the most valuable player. But I, but I agree with your your point is that is that yeah, I I think that they would win. I think they would win with Jalen Hurts just as much as they win with Tua. Now he made a difference in that game last year in the championship game, no question about it. But uh, but that would have that would have been a, a and, and I, I before we get before we get too far and before we get out 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 the door on the colleges, I, I really feel like we should take a minute to just. Tip our tip our collective caps, God. I hate all my cliches. Yeah. Uh, but Jalen Hurts coming off the bench, I, and and honestly, I thought you could have given him the MVP of that game simply based on what he did for that one quarter. I thought he won that game for them in the yeah. fourth quarter. Uh, I, I give him all the credit in the world sticking around at Alabama after being benched for one poor half in the national championship game. Uh, he came in. Well, there are people who will say he should have been benched long before that, but. Th- but he wasn't, and right. so here's yeah. Right, and you have a level of expectation for yourself at the university, and it's radically changed. Yeah. Hadn't played a whole bunch this year. Did you Can't, see? Did you see Nick Saban's reaction after the game? He cried. He cried. He cried. He's standing there next to to, to him, and he's, he's patting him on the chest. And when's the last time you saw him say anything nice about anybody? 
in that situation, a guy who's not leaving. I mean, he may not be. Maybe he is leaving. But but I, I think in in his way, it was like, look, how great is this? I lose this guy who's a Heisman Trophy favorite, and I'm going to get this guy who's what twenty six and two. Right. You know, to come in and replace him. This is what you know Nick is all about. I mean, I've got the advantage over every team in the country right at the quarterback position. You know, not only my first team guy, but my second team guy is better than the, my second team guy is better than the seventy-five or eighty-five or ninety percent of the guys out there. So yeah, he was he was very emotional about that whole thing. It was a and, and you know, I, and I actually liked Jalen's interview on the um, on the post game show with ESPN, in which he talked about how hard it was and. And it just you know acknowledged that very it was difficult. Yeah, it sure. was very honest, and I thought very candid, and 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 very poised in that moment. You know, it would be real easy to say, uh, you know, I want to stick it up a bunch of people's, right? You know, but, this is what I could do if it right. just, yeah, yeah, this is what I could do. Every Nobody week, believed in me, blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah, but I thought he was very honest. Say, look, it was real hard. It was difficult to do this, and and uh, but I think it speaks to character, and and I. I it, all I want to do is, I think in you know in that moment, uh, I will say this at the end of that game as a as a Georgia fan, I was really disappointed with what took place with my coach and my team, but all credit in the world to to Jalen Hurts because mm-hmm. I think he won that game for Alabama. Yeah, for no no, no yeah. question about it. But he's used to doing that though. Not that, not so much this year. No, not so much this year. <laughs> well, but no. he's he's got a lot of that in him. You know, I I will say this now. They they expect Tua to be back. They were calling it a high ankle sprain. They're they're saying that he'll be back for, for the, the game for the finals uh, for the semifinals. I'll yeah. say this, and in, 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 in everything you say about about Jalen is right. But if if Tua's not playing in that championship game, then Oklahoma's chances go way up. Oh, I uh, listen. You know, I, my friend Mark Bradley from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Had said if Tua does not play, if Tua is not healthy in the SEC championship, Georgia wins that game. And yeah. he may have been right if Georgia had had the whole week to scheme for for Hertz. Um, but in the end, Hertz did play, yeah, and he played well. So, but uh, but his game is his game is the is a, is more of a Dak Prescott game. It's, it's more of a we're going to grind and we're going to go down the field. And yep. yet, look at his look at his completion percentage in the fourth quarter. There, I think he was five of six. I'm but that, but that's not really his game. No, he's not a he's not a passer. Uh, he's not nearly he's, the passer to it. But yet. since the knee injury last year, he's had to change his dynamics a little bit. A too. little bit. And I think this was the first time he got a chance to really be exposed to that. But I th- I just I just think that uh, you, you're going to have to score. You're going to have to score thirty points. You're going to more more than thirty points to beat Oklahoma. All right. So in your mind, are either of these, or in both y'all's minds, are either of these? Semifinals competitive. Yeah, I think the, I think the Oklahoma Alabama game is going to be better than people think it is. Clemson Notre Dame. I really think that Clemson is just going to wipe out Notre Dame. I think that, I really think Notre Dame is the weakest of the four teams. I can't disagree there. Uh, and, and Clemson's got really. So you don't think that's going to be close? Uh-uh. No, you know Clemson's just got a really good defensive line. They got an NFL defensive line, and and I don't think Al- I don't think that Notre Dame has played anything like that this year. And uh, I, I would be surprised if it were. I'm going. I'm going to say Clemson by 14 in the game. I, I just really think they're really good. And, and what do you think? Your month out prediction on Alabama Oklahoma. I'm gonna. I'd pick Alabama to win that game, but it, I, I'll say th- by I'll two s- touchdowns. No, no, no. That's like I said. I think I think it's gonna be close. I think 35-30, something like that. Wow, less than a touchdown, huh? Oh Dave, yeah, I think Dave, so. Yeah. You think it's gonna be like one of the Alabama Clemson shootout sort of things, with Oklahoma? 
Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I think so. I think that, I just think that Oklahoma can do so many things. You know, you can, it's just so funny to me that in college football, we're all about defense. Boy, you got to have defense. You, you, you didn't, I don't care about your stupid offense. And then the NFL, we're all, oh, we're all about the offense now. We don't care about the defense anymore. So the, no one gives the Cowboys any chance because they play great defense and their offense isn't that great. You know, everybody wants to be Pat Mahomes, you know. So right. uh, that's it's, – it's interesting to me, the, you know, the, the different perspectives there. I, I do think that Alabama has, has just not played this kind of offense. And I think when you, when, you get in the, when you get on the field and these guys are winging it around now, if they can it, – it, it's one thing, you, they could bottle up Baker – Mayfield mm-hmm. a little bit, even though he could run a little bit, you could bottle him up. It is really hard to bottle up Kyler. You know, he's just so quick back there, and he and he, and he gi- still I'll throws really all well on the run. I'll give you all this, but I think at this point in time, we are talking about the greatest coach in college football history. Oh yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry, Bear Bryant, rest in peace. But I, 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 at this point, given the number of restrictions that you have in college football, and how you can't stack your your roster, uh, and, and the transfer rules and all of that. I think what Saban has has accomplished at, at Alabama in a shorter period of time has been more remarkable than what Bear did. Sure. Uh, and, and you give Nick Saban a month to prepare for a team, he's going to have a whole lot of solutions. Now, if they played Oklahoma in the Well, he the didn't have one last year until he put his uh, backup quarterback in the second well, half. Now, but wait a minute. They had, they had all the answers in the world in the semifinal. It was when they got to the final and they had just a week to prepare for yeah. Georgia. No, no, things changed it's, a, it's a point well taken. You, you give him a month, they're going to have a good – but at the same time, Lincoln Riley is a really bright, innovative mind, and yeah. I don't want to undersell him. So well, There's a reason why all these NFL teams are, are talking to him all the time. I think this is going to be a really good game for the first half. I think the physicality of the Alabama team, and I think Nick Saban's ability, and my personal experience watching this team in close games the last couple of years – is that they have made tremendous adjustments at halftime. And so I think Alabama ends up winning uh, that game by 10 points uh, with a strong second Oh, half. could be. You know, the one thing that, you know, we, we I want to bitch this real quickly. We talk about, oh, how much better Oklahoma's defense looked. Eh, it looked better. But anytime, anytime that Sam Ellinger wanted to throw that ball to Colin Johnson, he just threw it up. I mean, you know, right. of course he he is he's got a six inch advantage on everybody, but it didn't even matter. I mean, he was he was open half the time, uh, and, and he's not fast. So uh, you know, Oklahoma really struggles uh, in its coverage, and and but that, the flip side of that is that's against Big Twelve teams. Right. They throw the ball. That's you know that, that is Alabama's strong point when two is in there. And there's no question about it. But when he's not in there. That that'll make a difference, and it won't show that that weakness won't show up as much. Now, I just before we get out of here, I just want to very quickly in in my lifetime as, as a Georgia fan, there have been I think three signature wins, and that was the national championship win over Notre Dame, the uh, the win over Oklahoma last year, and the Cotton Bowl win in '84 over Texas. Wow. So you get a Texas Georgia matchup, which I think could not be. Um, Two teams going in different directions. I think for 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 Texas, going to the Sugar Bowl now is a break. As a break, that's, that's an unbelievable. Yes, yeah. as a four team, oh, yeah. as a four loss team going to the Sugar Bowl, playing there, that, that yeah. that's a very nice. Break. How do you think Texas A and M feels? And, and I do think I do. Yes, I mm-hmm. Texas Texas A and M would have been a great matchup somewhere. Right? And, and meanwhile, Texas A and M is in the Gator Bowl against NC State against NC State. Right, mm-hmm. Texas A and M. How do you sell that in recruiting? Kind of got the shaft. Oh, my and Texas gosh. got a big break, and this is a big win. And I, I think there is—I don't know what the Texas uh, alumni base 
feels, but I know that there's there's 35 years of history with Georgia fans still crediting that Texas win, that 1.109 win. I don't know if there's some revenge factor that that Tom Herman and, and the alumni base can kind of play up, but I do think Texas will really travel well to the Sugar Bowl. I think it is an opportunity for them to have a to have that signature win. I think from the Georgia perspective, they still feel like we're one of the four best teams, and we're not, and we're going to be looking from the outside in. So. I would not be surprised if Texas pulls an upset in this game. Oh, uh, you know, listen, uh, what's going to have to happen is Ellinger's I would. To, he's got to, well, he's got <laughs> to play really down. well. Uh, well, just remember, I don't know that I don't know that Walker, I don't know that Baker will play in this game. I, I think there will be a couple of Georgia players that decide to bypass it. Well, they, and, that, and that could happen. I don't think it's going to happen on the Texas part. Right. Um, I, I think Texas is their arrows pointing up. Uh, they're they're still struggling a little bit. They ride, uh, like most teams, the, the, the coattails of their quarterback. If, if Ellinger has a really good game, uh, you know, he's a little underrated uh, because of his ability. He's such a tough runner. Um, there's, I, would, I would venture there's not a tougher runner among a quarterback in major college football. Uh, and, uh, and, he, and, he, and on, he will throw it pretty well most of the time. Now, he will – also miss a few. Uh, he's a little, he's still a little erratic, uh, but he's getting better all the time. He's going to have to have a great game for them to beat Georgia. All agreed. Well, we got to get out of here um, and get to, uh, the rhyming Rangers radio voice, Limericks. Eric Nadell, um, and we'll talk to him about his book, the new manager Chris Woodward, and we'll probably get into a little Paul McCartney talk since Eric's such a music promoter. There you go. Um, but for a college football ballsy, this is Evan Grant along with David Moore and Kevin Sherrington saying so long, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya.